This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. Before Roe v. Wade, Chicago had the Jane Collective. It was the early 70s, and the Jane Collective was an underground network of activists who helped facilitate more than 11,000 abortions in the years leading up to the 1973 decision that legalized abortion. Now that the Supreme Court has overturned Roe, the Janes are coming back, this time in partnership with the Chicago Abortion Fund as We Are Jane. With us to discuss this revival is Tamara Manasa, founder of We Are Jane. Welcome back, Tamara. Hi there, Natalie. I'm sorry about the voice. It's a little scratchy. Oh, that's okay. We'll work through it. Glad that you're here. Also joining us is Alicia Hurtado, the Chicago Abortion Fund's communications and advocacy manor, uh, manager. Hi, Alicia. Hi. So nice to be here. Thank you for being here. Tamar, give us a little history lesson. Who were the Janes? Oh, the Jane Collective in the 70s was this really dynamic group of young girls, women, young women on the campus of the University of Chicago. And after um, seeing their friends, you know, go through these horrific abortions, um, they did something about it. And so they started doing these underground abortions. They actually learned how to do them them, themselves safely. So they helped a lot of women, even though they knew it was illegal. It, 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 their freedom meant less to them than than saving the life of a woman. So I was just in awe of them. When I saw the movie, I was so angry when Roe was overturned. And I watched this movie, and it just really lit a fire under me. And it was like, this is what I have to do. You know, angry. I can't just be angry. I have to be active. And they were doing something. And so I contacted them. And I decided this is what we need again. We need to revive the James. Young women and girls, they need information. And since they don't have places to go to get information in states where abortion is banned, the people have to be the resource. They have to have to be James there to give them the information to get the care that they need. So um, we are just, I was so inspired by them that this is what, this is what I created. Alicia, how did the Jane Collective set the stage for today's abortion rights advocates? Yeah, so I think one very tangible example of the legacy of the Janes is that Heather Booth, who helped found the Jane Collective, was also part of the movement to create the Chicago Abortion Fund in 1985. Um, And we know that even though we have these tangible kind of legacies, there's also conceptual legacies. Um, The Janes, as Tamar was saying, we're providing care in the face of an extremely hostile abortion landscape. And we know that bans today um, across the country include providers and may include also folks that are supporting people in getting abortions, which we saw in these bounty hunter laws even before the fall of Roe. Um, and these types of bans are just interested in criminalizing basic community care. And I think that um, one example of this community care at the Chicago Abortion Fund, we're here to support 100% of the people we reach on our helpline, no matter who they are, where they're from, without exclusionary means testing. Um, and that's just one example of the roots of a commitment to community care here in Chicago. Um, Chicago organizers are doers. We get things done. Um, and the Janes were tired of just advocacy, only only going towards a strategy of legal wrangling. Um, we need that strategy, but we also need to do things that are tangible. We need to respond to these 
immediate crises that are happening in our community. And they saw that and they did it. And today we're seeing the ways that we can support our community. Um, you know, it's different today. We have the abortion pill. We have a network of abortion funds that are here to help people. Um, but people need to have that information. Um, so we're working in a different way to get people support, but it's that same kind of legacy of um, how do we get people the care they need now and, and how can we use these existing networks that we have in this kind of new post-Roe environment um, that, that isn't the same as before Roe, but is definitely um, there to get people the care they need. I also watched the HBO documentary, The Janes, to get a sense of what this movement was all about. Let's take a listen. You need an abortion, we'll help you. Call this number and ask for Jane. Jane was an outrageous undertaking by a lot of smart women. Traveling under the radar of the Chicago Mafia and Chicago Police Department, that was a case where men's underestimating women's abilities worked very well for us. As a member of Jane, I knew the risk I was taking. I knew that it was possible that I could go to jail for what I was doing. Um, but at the time that I was, I could care less. Tamar, that last voice was Marie Lehner. I learned from the documentary that many of the women in the collective were white, but they were servicing black women. And there was one black Jane, and I was thinking, I want more. Have you met any black members of the collective? Um, you know what? I have not yet. I have mainly been um, in contact a lot with Heather Booth. And so we're going to put together a call with all of the original Janes and me in a couple weeks. So we're working on that now. And um, my mom and I were talking about this. And my mom was saying, well, you know, the Janes weren't really available to poor black women. It was like, you know, women on college campuses. She kind of had to be on a college campus to find out about this. But later, they started to help more black women once word got out. And I think it's so amazing that this time um, that they would allow me to be the torchbearer and be a black woman to bring other black women in. So it's not just a movement of it's not all white. It's not all anything. It's I feel like it's so much more welcoming now. And um it's important to have that. I don't think that there should be a black women's movement for reproductive health and a white women's movement for reproductive health and justice. I don't think so. I think it weakens the group when we're separate like that. And I just don't think that at this time we can afford that. We can't afford that kind of separation. So um, I'm really honored that they allowed me to be the torchbearer, that they allowed me to, you know, help build, you know, around their legacy. So, um, yeah, it was it was interesting. That it was mostly white women, but it's not going to be that way this time. It's going to be all women. So even though Roe is overturned, abortion is still legal in Illinois. And given the post-Roe landscape that we're in, what kind of work will We Are Jane do tomorrow? Um, I think we, we are going to work mostly on college campuses and um, rural areas in states where um, – abortion has been banned. Right now, Jackson State has the largest incoming freshman class I think that they've ever had. So you're talking about Jackson State University, the the historically black college in Mississippi? Exactly. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. And they have all of these all of these young people coming there, but there's no access to any sort of real care. 
so we want to make sure that there are women, that there are girls on campus who can give you a number, who can give you a website, who can say, hey, you know what, I can help. Because we don't, where else would they find this at in the state of Mississippi? So we want to make sure we have James on college campuses throughout the U.S., especially in those places where historically black colleges are in Van State. And Illinois would be the closest person, closest place for a person in Mississippi seeking an abortion. Alicia, it's just been over a month since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. Have you seen abortion misinformation growing since the decision, which, by the way, was out of a clinic in Mississippi? Yeah, I think people are very scared right now and and they're confused. And um, rightfully so, this landscape is very confusing, very scary. Um, And as bans are predicted, as they come down, as they're temporarily blocked, um, people are just unsure of their ability to access care, even if it actually is legal in the state that they're residing in. Um, One example of this, I was connected with a caller from Iowa whose appointment was scheduled for two weeks out of the SCOTUS decision, Um, and I had lost contact with her for about a week. So I reached out to her to check in, see how she was doing, um, and see if she was still wanting support. And she responded confused, saying that she thought that abortion was illegal in Iowa. Um, So I was able to assure her that she could still go to her appointment, and eventually she did get the care that she needed. Um, But I think that it is concerning that because we see threats of criminalization coming down, um, either whether they're being debated, whether they're actually being implemented, whether they're being blocked, um, at the same time that anti-abortion politicians or family members or other people in folks' communities are spreading deliberate misinformation, um, people who are seeking abortions might not be able to find accurate information to get an accurate picture of their options. Um, And even once folks make it out of state, Here in Illinois, we have 97 anti-abortion crisis pregnancy centers, and we call those fake abortion clinics, clinics that are deliberately giving misinformation. Yeah, real quickly explain what a crisis center does and how they attract pregnant people. Yeah, so a crisis pregnancy center is a clinic that may or may not have trained medical professionals um, that... Once someone goes to that clinic, presumably thinking that they can access abortion care, because on a lot of these websites, you can see um, they talk about abortion or they say that you can get counseling for abortion, but they aren't quite specific on the types of services that you can access. Um, So in effect, they're luring people to these clinics, um, thinking that they're going to get care, but instead they are faced with stigma, are faced with someone trying to change their decision. Um, and that in itself, or they're, they're faced with deliberate medical disinformation um, about the abortion procedure offered um, the dangerous and not FDA-approved abortion reversal pill, which um, has not been studied and tested. Um, so all of these things are, are sources of misinformation that might be coming from a place that someone trusts as a clinic. Um, but in, a, in actuality, these places are not real abortion clinics. And it's very easy to get on Google um, and see a place that is, is posing as an abortion clinic. And if you're not from the state and don't necessarily have um, roots in that area, you might be going to that place thinking that it's an abortion clinic. Um, but we do have amazing providers here. We have resources here for folks. 
Um, there's abortionfinder.org or ineedanea.com, and both of those places have update information on restrictions and verified abortion clinics. We have a national network of abortion funds like the Chicago Abortion Fund. We have resources here for folks. We just need to make sure that people know that these things exist. Um, and I think that in the case of We Are Jane, that is an amazing avenue for folks to do just that. Um, but we all have a responsibility to be vocal, informed advocates to make sure that folks know what page we're on, that they know that we can come to them to support if we need care. Um, and so I think that in terms of the misinformation that we're facing right now, there's definitely a lot out there and people are confused. Um, but we have opportunities for even just as an individual to, to com combat that misinformation and do that in an affirming way that is also combating stigma that's, that's rampant right now. This is Reset. I'm Natalie Moore in for Sasha Ann Simons. With the end of Roe v. Wade has come the return of the Janes, a network of organizers who help people access abortion care in the 1960s and 70s. We're talking with Tamara Manasa of We Are Jane and Alicia Hurtado from the Chicago Abortion Fund. Tamara, I know you from your work at MASK, which stands for Mothers oh, Against Senseless Killings, <laughs> going years back. Um, how does We Are Jane fit into that organizing that you've been doing for years? It's, um, it's Mothers Against Senseless Killing, and it's definitely against women dying senselessly because they can't get access to abortion care. It's all one and the same for me. And this is so important for women in neighborhoods like the one where Mask is on 75th and Stewart. It's so important for all women, whether it's legal in your state or not, to see this as their fight as well. And since we've had such success, um, you know, kind of curbing violence in that neighborhood and getting people to pay attention to it and think about gun violence in a different way, I really believe that we can do the same thing with this. Just because it's not happening to you right now, it doesn't mean that it won't happen. And it doesn't mean that it's not your fight. Like I said, we really have to be united on this. So poor black and brown women everywhere, they need to care about this as if it was happening to them because it can so easily happen to them. And I see, I see every day the effects, what happens to children who aren't necessarily wanted. And we don't need communities full of kids that just weren't wanted. We don't need dead women. We don't need dead babies. We don't need the suicides that come with that. We just don't need that. So if we can prevent it with education and we can prevent it by inviting them to be a part of this movement. Tomorrow, real quickly, how can how can people become a Jane? How can they get involved? www.wearejane.org. Go there. Wear the shirt. Put, get the sticker, put it on your car, put it on the bus stop, put it wherever people just to raise awareness. That's what we need. Jane says that you're an ally. It says that you have information. It says that you care. So um, just go to the website and check us out. All right. That's Tanmar Manasa, founder of We Are Jane and Alicia Hurtado with the Chicago Abortion Fund. Thank you both. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.